Iowa everywhere. John Miller, Chris Williams, from the Channel Seed Studios, it's Miller and Williams, presented by Wild Rose Casino and Hotel. Three locations in Iowa, three times the fun. You'd rather be here. This is Iowa Everywhere. What's going on? It's Miller and Williams for the first time in 2023 with the football season, at least. My name is Chris Williams. Joined as always by John Miller Time. We are presented by our friends at the Wild Rose Casino in Clinton, Emmitsburg, and Jefferson. They are a partner of Circus Sports. Where I'm excited, John. I'm I'm um, participating in the Circa Millions and the Circa Survivor starting this this weekend in the NFL. I feel like that's something. Maybe next year, you really belonged out there with me signing up for those things it hurt um but it didn't hurt because it hurt because it was a self-inflicted wound you invited me out um you know you said hey let's come on out to week zero i'd love to have you out here in vegas i like i'd love to go to vegas but i just had some things going on live so seeing the videos of you and Hass and i just uh i was jealous not even gonna lie um i i'm sorry i didn't answer your 2 30 in the morning facetime <laughs> Wow. When my wife is like, who is calling you at 2.30? I'm like, oh, it's just Chris Williams. Um, I'm going to hang <laughs> up. And if, he, if he's in trouble, he'll call me back, and then I'll help him. But otherwise, I'm not I'm not doing this. But, yeah, man, that that uh, I swear to you, I said it the day I was leaving Vegas in March, which no one ever says I can't wait to get back to Vegas the day they're leaving after having been there for five days. I said I would do it again tomorrow. And that is just what Circa – Fremont, the whole Circa Circa anchors Fremont. It is yeah, the it lifeblood and heartbeat of Fremont. And um, it's one of my favorite places to be on the planet. And I'd well, say that having just literally gotten back hours ago from Vail, Colorado, which I love. Yeah, how too. is that? That's That looked cool. Wonderful. I saw your pictures and stuff. Yeah, it was just a Colorado. I, uh, Andrew and I were talking. You know, we've got a freshman in high school. That's our youngest. And when she's out, we're we've been going back and forth about Colorado or California or both. And I think it's going to be Colorado. You seem like a Colorado guy to me. Yeah. I, I like yeah. Just outdoors woodsman. Yeah. You know, but really to my roots, I'm a seedsman and that's, you know, can a you seedsman become a woodsman channel seedsman channel seedsman? Absolutely. Just I assumed working. we knew that it was, but you needed to say that channel seedsman working them in, baby. everyone in Iowa knows when you say you're a seedsman, you're a channel seedsman. Just working it in, baby. Uh, okay, so yeah. shorter show. We're just full disclosure. We're we're recording this later on Tuesday evening, and I do have a kid in the back watching Coco Melon. If you hear that annoying singing, I I apologize, but I it's, this is one of those deals. Late at night, you're just trying to keep them quiet while you do the pod, right? We've all been there. We've we all been, been there. there. Believe me. Yeah, just keep them quiet me. while you get the pod done. That's right. Uncle John's yeah, got to Uncle John's got to give his take on the Seahawk game. <laughs> I I'm not going to dance around it. Really annoyed that Donald Trump is going to be at the game on Saturday and listen, don't don't make this a partisan thing. I'm not I don't want any of that circus coming around the game. And I'll also add, maybe you could take this as partisan. I don't believe it is. 
but it's already a it depends on how you look at it. Cyhawk week can be very divisive or it can be bringing the state together. I try and bring the state together as you know, you you take shots at your buddies and you have fun, but you try and not be mean-spirited about it. Donald Trump might be the most divisive human being on the planet in the United States of America, for sure. Uh, that, and, and, and now you're throwing that on top of it. They had problems with the entrances, getting people in there last week with this new ticket thing. Not that he's going to impact that, but I mean, when the Secret Service is in town, it does gridlock traffic. I know that they've dealt with this before. So is Iowa City, right? During election years, they will, these, as Pollard said today on KXNO, they grandstand and they they kind of know what they're doing. I just, I hate this because it's already taken the attention off of the game and I don't know, right. John. Did, the, the, I, I just, I, like, I really, really, really hate that he's going to be there. I, I concur with you. Um, I think that this game, um, these two programs, the, the work that I was, you know, I've heard you, uh, I was actually tuned in a couple times when I was on vacation uh, watching you and uh, and Chris with the two guys named Chris. And, you know, I've heard a few things. It's like, you know, this Iowa State's facilities, you talked about having this is your 19th year, how things don't look anything like they used to look. This is a showcase for Iowa State athletics. And Donald Trump or Joe Biden or just it's it's not necessary. It's not needed. May I mean, I, I don't know what it's gonna do for Trump. I have a hard time believing that on this day in the year of our Lord 2023, that anybody's like undecided on whether or not they like Donald Trump or don't. It is pure grandstanding. It's going to cause logistical issues for the fans that are being there. Matter of fact, if anything, Trump might piss some people off and move them to that side because it made it such a pain in the ass to get to their game, to get to their seat. They had to wait for Donald Trump to get into his elevator to go up there maybe a half. I mean, what's you know what? We should have an over-under. Call your call up Mike Palm at Circa and say over-under on what minute of what quarter Donald Trump leaves. I'm going to say uh, I'll put the six-minute mark of the second quarter. He's not there past that. And if we had a really Mike good. on him, he'd say he'd say, he'd I would, say you know, I'd take the under. Out of here. Yeah, I'd take the under. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, guy doesn't know what Dairy Queen is or what a, what a uh, what a uh, Blizzard is. You know, I just, I, just I, I'd love to know the like how it works. Like, does Donald Trump just because like it's not like Iowa State is like calling him up and saying, "Hey, we'd like you to come to the game." Like I've seen, right? Like, why is Iowa State doing this? Like it. it doesn't work that way. Like, does he just like call up and say, "Like, hey, I'm I'm gonna." I'm going to come and do this. I saw Matt Whitaker, a former Hawk, and Jack Whitford, a former Cyclone, were both on his the press release thing. Like, I, I just wonder how Makes it sense. works. Like, if if Mike Pence wanted to come to the game, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a weird. Yeah, my 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 well, guess is is Trump's Trump's people called him up, said I that that the President Trump uh, would like to come to the game, and if Iowa State would say no. We would have well, heard they, about that because it would have been all over true sh- social. The 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 horrible corrupt Jamie liberal. Pollard, 
Yeah. yeah. The liberal, horrible, corrupt Jamie Pollard not allowing me to come to the great state of Iowa and witness the state's annual Super Bowl is a travesty and a uh, assault and spitting in the face of truth and justice in the American way. And you people should not stand for this. He's a horrible, failed athletic director, blah, blah, fucking blah. <laughs> well, my big thing, too, is I love pregame. Like the best part of the game is pregame. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you get the anticipation. You know, and at Iowa State, it's really cool too. Not that it's it's not at Iowa, but everything's in one spot, right? We we all know this, and like the, it's a really easy access to watch the teams walk in. You get the bands running around, and I'm just dreading the protesters, and because you, it's it's on a college campus, right? Like it's going to be a freaking zoo. I'm just not looking it, forward it, to it. It it may. It could. I'm not saying it won't. But again, there's already going to be a lot of people there tailgating and partying that don't have tickets. That's the way that it is Correct. in Iowa City. It's the way that it is in Ames. It's a fun party to go to. It's one of the most fun parties of the year, I would imagine, on a statewide level, even if you don't have tickets to the game. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe some people are going to go over to his motorcade. No, his motorcade. I'm not saying those people. I'm saying like the political science majors and the feminism movements on campus. Like that, like these people who would never be at the right. game are going to be. This is a high profile way, and and they have a right to do this. If, if it's Donald a good Trump's, media, it's a, yeah, it's a good media op for them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I could just. No, I'm not talking about like Luch and his buddies, or you know, I'm not I'm not talking about the people with the it, D6. Oh, they're gonna Luch, Luch, Luchy's a Luchy's a big Trumpy, is he? Well, I don't know. I didn't even mean it like that. I mean, I'm, I'm saying I, I don't think these people like that are smoking ribs over by Hilton are gonna be like, hey, let's go and boycott Trump. Agreed. That's not what I'm talking Agreed. about. I'm talking about yeah. the you know okay. the the Democrat group on campus that wouldn't normally go to a football game now they're going to be all you know this is a great media opportunity for them yeah you're right it could be it could be and like i think most iowa state fans and most iowa fans that are going that are there tailgating they're not going to say hey let's shut her down 30 minutes early so we can go see donald trump from 100 yards away behind his motorcade and how do you even going to know it's him just look for the orange one it's not they're not going to do that Talk to Chris Hassel about those motorcades and because he lives fairly close to Mar-a-Lago. Oh, geez. And like it's a disaster when like when he can't get out of his driveway there. some days or something. I mean, I don't know like of that specific, but I'm sure we'll talk about it on Thursday. But yeah, it's not cool. It's a pain in the ass. And that day's a total yeah. pain in the ass, anyways. You're right. It, it it's a pain in the ass day. And I will say this, and I I, I certainly now that I'm no longer in the chair in Des Moines and haven't been at KXNO since 2010, it's been a while, and I no longer have a website, and, and, and I just don't, I don't play that hawk character anymore for the rivalry's sake. The times I've been there to Ames, I love the environment there. I love the environment in Kinnick, but to me, I've always felt like it felt like a smaller version of Arrowhead, which I'm yeah. going to Arrowhead yeah. know, on Thursday night. Um, and I love it. I really love it. And and the new, you know, campus. Te- what what what's Jane, the name of Jamie's new? Um, 
Sightown, pa- apologies. That new Sightown right there north in between uh, the, bat, the you know, Hilton Coliseum and Jack Trice, that's going to be incredible. That's going to bring f- so much more juice to that area. It's going to be like a tunnel of just pure fun. And um, this Clondom. is an amazing fundum. There you go. Uh, an amazing thing whenever Iowa and Iowa State play, and I hope that they do continue to play. I know I've said before, you know, I've played it off like, ah, who cares, make it go. It's just fun. But it's fun for me because I live in Kansas City. I don't have to, like, go to the high V and have people get in my face or the the day after Iowa State beats Iowa on, like, five shaggy field goals, somebody comes and TPs my house and things like that. I don't have to live with that anymore. So I don't get as caught up in that. But it's just – it's a showcase. It's a showcase of two very good football programs. And – Honestly, I don't know how this one's going to turn out. Um, I, I felt a certain way this summer, but I don't know that. I don't know. Iowa State, with all their losses due to the gambling, Iowa has a couple of key losses due to the gambling, but Iowa State was hit far more than that. Iowa State has huge questions at quarterback. Iowa, I think, has more questions at quarterback than they thought they were going to have because I don't know that we'll see a healthy Cade McNamara at any point in time this year. I do want to ask you this question, though. And I know I just well, yeah. segued off of Trump. I apologize. Yeah, good way. Good, good job. Get into the game. Good job. Okay. Um, Kirk Ferentz at his press conference on Tuesday when asked about Cade McNamara's health, you know, blah, 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 said, yeah, we're, you're not going to see any quarterback sneaks and you're not going to see any bootlegs. He's not going to be like Chuck Long in 1985 as Kirk Ferentz gives the 1980s throwback during a press conference. The streak remains intact. That is That seemed – the more I thought about it, the more uncharacteristic that seemed for Kirk Ferentz. Why would he come out and say those things if they were liar. true? That's what I'm thinking. I know that you, you've you been on this coach's lying thing for a while. <laughs> They're all I, liars. <laughs> I, over, over, under on Iowa quarterback sneaks and bootlegs. Combine them together. I'm going to say 1.5. I was just going to say one and a half. That's the number I would put at that, too. I mean... You'd have to think would, about it. I would almost say, like, you almost, I don't know, Iowa's QB sneaks it more than, what, 90% of teams in college football? Minimum. Minimum. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's got to be, I would have to take the but over. I'll say, what but if, I'll say, what when if they, McNamara when, gets hurt, this Deacon Hill's going to be running all over the place? Oh, yeah. If McNamara gets hurt, Deacon is going to be on the loose. And when old Deke gets that snap from center at 265 and he's got Hayden Large for real fullback name coming up from behind him, giving the old butt push, I don't know that there's much anybody can do about that. Deacon was made to be Iowa's quarterback, uh, at least for the quarterback sneaks. Now, bootlegs, I don't know much about that. Let me give you my read on Iowa here. Yeah. And you can kind of pick it apart. So I, I trust they'll get their special teams in line really weird opening game for them they almost had a they almost had like three punts blocked they did um, one of them was and then tory taylor tory taylor's created in like a, like an old like chuck norris vibe like anything he kicks it doesn't matter if it gets blocked it's going 40 yards i tweeted that out and i'm like this is gonna piss some people off just because like oh my god tory taylor still punted at 37 yards and it was blocked okay whatever but yes go ahead I love the Chuck um, Morris narrative. So, like, I'm not I'm not worried about that. They'll they'll clean that up. Their defense wasn't spectacular, but 
I, I, I've said all offseason I didn't think their defense would be as good as it was last year because that's really hard to back up. Like the, the Last year was the best Iowa defense since 1981. Yeah, that's my point. So it's like I'm not saying they're going to be bad on defense. It's just I don't think they're going to be as lights out as they were. They'll be a top 20 defense. Anything over that, we'll see. Yes, totally agree with you. The offense, elite tight ends, I clearly more talent at wide receiver. We even saw that the other day. I mean, I, they some drops, but they'll be fine. McNamara's health, and I'm still not crazy about that offensive line. I still – like, that's the one thing I don't trust them with right now, which is so weird, it's, especially for you, a guy who's covered Iowa football as long as you have. It has not been the same since Chris Doyle has been gone. And I don't know if that's the reason why, but that group that they rolled out there on Saturday against Utah State, it'll get better because most lines do throughout the year. But I was expecting a lot more based on the words that were coming out of Iowa City this summer. That's my look at the Hawks. I I agree with you. I will also add that I think Iowa not having much of an idea of what Utah State was going to do on defense, maybe that played in, but it's still Utah State. So by no means am I – yeah, by no means am I sitting here saying you're going to see a much better group because Iowa knows Iowa State's going to play the three three five, or the three three stack as Kirk called it today. Um, I think that the line pass protected better than I uh, thought, but again, we're talking about Utah State. Iowa shouldn't have struggled to average three yards per rush against Utah State. Shouldn't have happened. Um, I will say that Cade McNamara's footwork was really impressive. I was like, wow, that was really impressive. So when he gets back and he was going through his progressions and he had some good time to pass, he really did a good job of going through his progressions and his form, his technique is textbook, the way that quarterback coaches keep it. He's turning, he's looking through his progressions and his feet are moving and then he plants and he was planting on the right foot. So oftentimes Spencer Petrus had footwork issues. It was to the point where when he when his footwork was right, I would sit and say out loud, usually to myself, because I don't I like watching games by myself, I'd say, that's a completion. And it usually was because his footwork was on. Iowa last week with Cade McNamara, his footwork was awesome. And another thing I love to see, and we have we we have not seen this really consistently since C.J. Beathard, Nate Stanley did it a little bit, is Cade McNamara is going to throw his receivers open. Cade McNamara very quickly could figure out pre-snap, usually, or within the first two steps of the after the snap, which of his receivers was going to be in a one-on-one situation. When I say receivers, guys that could catch a pass, could be a running back, tight end, or wide receiver. And he went to them. And he went to them downfield and gave them chance to make plays. Nico uh, Nico Ragaini made one. Luke Lachey made one. Those are plays that a quarterback throws a player open that you see all the time on Sundays. You see all the time yeah. around the college football world, except for Iowa City the last three years. So I'm really, really excited about the package that Cade McNamara brings. I just don't think we're going to see a healthy Cade McNamara at any point in time this season. And I'll be really, really surprised if he doesn't miss a few games due to injury at some point in time. Did you watch Iowa State, Northern Iowa? 
I watched some highlights. I went through the box score and I listened to your analysis on it, which I think gives me a decent handle on okay. it. Again, um, your thoughts to some people that may maybe haven't heard them, which I'm, I'm guessing most people have that listen to the Iowa Everywhere Network because two guys named Chris is just a Cadillac show and that's the one that everyone listens to. Cadillac. Uh, it is Cadillac the offensive line. That's right. The offensive line, re, uh, you know, rebuild, reshuffle, or, or whatever it is, you seem to be more impressed with the offensive line. Well, I think you may have said it has a higher floor than you thought. Yeah, they were I just have. that game was really weird. You've seen a million of these with Ference, where when they get that comfortable lead, you just put the Ole Anaconda on and and it's over. Yep. 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 And they. I felt like when they had their foot on the gas, they were pretty good on Saturday. Not not great. I mean, they were they were okay. Last year, they were terrible. It was really in that second half against Northern Iowa where they, you know, getting a couple yards per carry, that type of deal. And a lot of fans, and I said this on the postgame show, that, like, it was underwhelming watching them in the second half. You would have hoped that they could have just shoved it down Northern Iowa's throat. and right. When I watched the tape back, though, it was like, I mean, Northern Iowa knew exactly what, there was nothing flamboyant about what they were doing at all. It was a bland game plan. It reminded me so much of watching Ference in the second half, all the, when when Iowa's overwhelmed an opponent. How many calls have you gotten on sound off over the years where, oh, we didn't, we didn't step on their throat in the second half, John. I didn't like it, you know, but it's like when the deep, when the defense knows what's coming, you've got backups in there. I don't know. Like I, I'm not like I'm not crazy like bullish on the Iowa State offensive line, but I if that's their baseline, I'm fairly optimistic for the rest of the year. I'll put it that way. I think right. they're gonna have a right. real real problem with Iowa. But I'm looking at these Big Twelve scores and I'm looking at what Iowa State did, and it's like the recipe to success here was don't turn the football over and play to your defense. Does that sound familiar? Right, exactly. You know, um, Patrick Vint, I don't know if you're probably aware of him from Twitter. Um, he used to do Blackheart Gold Pants and then Iowa, uh, Go Iowa Awesome. He started a Substack a few weeks ago called Hawkeye State, and he wrote something this morning that's called Grandmaster. Kirk Ferentz, endgame expert, is the subheading. And Pat went into how he started to play a lot of chess during COVID, and he went into basically the art of chess strategy. And that is that the best grandmasters, the best players of chess from the first moves of a game, they're already extrapolating leverage and edges. They're going to deploy later on in the game as it is a piece removal by piece removal by piece removal until the anaconda has left you without any oxygen. And I think that is very apt. It was a really good article. Iowa is 62-2. and over their last 64 games where they had a, since 2014, uh, the end of the regular season, when they've held a lead of eight points or more at any point in time in the game, they're wow. 62 and two. Wow. If you get, if you get up eight points or more, if, if you get down two scores, that's to Iowa, crazy. That is a crazy trouble. Stat. 62 and two since the that's football meltdown against Nebraska in the 2014 regular season finale Iowa is 62 and 2 in games where it holds a lead of 8 points or more at any point in the game 
That's from Patrick Vint. And uh, I trust that he's correct in that. And Matt Campbell, even though it's a different com- conference with different DNA in the conference, different approaches to offense and defense, Campbell has built a program that's very tough, that uh, certainly can trade punches in the trenches when the defense is on the field and they need to get mm-hmm. that offensive line up there. And if Iowa State turns the corner and actually wins in the margins with special teams, that was a very good beginning for this year's special teams and a special mm-hmm. team coach. That's probably going to lead to another at least one win a season for them. And one that, more win a season is pretty pretty significant. Well, and especially in this game, I mean, Iowa is just historically dominated in special teams since right. Campbell got there. Like, it's been a train yeah. wreck, right? Even that game last year that but, Iowa State won. Is it true the last punts? time Trump was – the last time Trump was at an Iowa Iowa State game was the game that like took seven hours and Iowa State fumbled a punt late in the game and that was the difference. Probably. I heard someone say that. Don't quote me on it. But anyhow, um, that's um, back up. No, the I, I I don't know the the thing about this game and th- this is what terrifies me for Iowa State is still so this this young quarterback Rocco Beck is, I mean, he's traditional. Like, if you're going to play ball control and twin tights and do what Iowa State's going to do this year, he's a pretty good, like, pedigree to do that. Coach's kid, you know, sat back there and game, watched. Game, man- game manager? Yeah. Is he yeah. a game manager style? Yes. That's exactly okay. what he is. Yeah, play to your that's defense exact- special team. That's exactly what he did. He was a distributor against hmm. Northern Iowa. Uh, 18 or 20 pass attempts by Iowa State quarterbacks. Eight were to tight ends. Which I think it's really interesting. It's, it's not a great formula to beat Iowa normally, but I, I guess what I'm saying here, like when Iowa State, a lot of these Campbell years, I left going like, you know, they I, th- I thought they were just as good as Iowa, but Iowa's defense would just lure Purdy into losing his mind. Right. right. And these he'll have like five out of body plays in the game and then it's over. You can't you can't lose a turnover battle to Iowa by three and win. You just can't. And th- right. that, that that's still the one thing with me. It's like Beck, I know what I what they think he is, but he's never seen anything like what he's gonna see on Saturday afternoon. So I'm right I'm still very hesitant in that aspect of this game. Right. Quarterback play, even if, say, Kate McNamara is limited, cerebrally, Iowa has an advantage because he's he's been to the no shoot. Doubt. He's, he's been everywhere. This is Rocco's first start against a Power 5 conference school and arguably the second best defense in college football over the past six years combined. Um, and they're not going to be that good, but... I just like Iowa State's going to have some wrinkles for Iowa. Iowa's going to have some wrinkles for for him. And to me, for Iowa State to win, I go back to what Norm Parker once told me. We were at a, an iClub event. I think it was actually in Boone, uh, an iClub outing. And, and Norm and I were having dinner together before we all got up and talked on stage. And Norm told me that his defense is not complicated. It's very simple. They stay mostly in their base. This was Norm before Phil, you know, mixed in the Raider packages and more blitzing. Uh, Norm didn't. Norm just kept going like this, meaning run the same set. Abdul Hodge and Chad Greenway would look over, and Norm's going, do it again. Same thing, same base, 
same cover two that we've been running four, three cover two. And Norm did that because he said that he didn't believe that 80 to 85% of college quarterbacks were patient enough to take what Iowa's defense did give them. And there were Mm -hmm. things there. You can beat a zone, but you've got to be patient and going over the middle deep is a death sentence. And then that next year, I think Brock Purdy learned. Austin Arnaud through four or five inter- and I'm not trying to hate on Austin. Sorry, no, Austin, you're catching me straight here. I love you, buddy. But I, it was like, what, was that the 35 nothing game in Kinnick? Austin just – and I sat there. I'm like, this is exactly what Norm told me a few months ago. Most quarterbacks aren't patient enough. And the DNA of that defense is still within Phil Parker's defense, and they do make quarterbacks be patient to put together six, seven, eight, nine play drives. If you're going to score, they tip their cap to you and say, we don't think you can do that three times in one game. And they're usually right. So Rocco Becht, this will be a great test for him. Um, and it'll be fascinating to see if these two teams really are a bit limited and we just have an old-fashioned rock fight, hopefully not as ugly and boring as last year's game, even though Iowa State fans would feel that it was a beautiful thing to get that win. But if we're all talking objectively from a football standpoint, it sucked. It was a shitty game. Shitty game. I don't want that. What are you – the number, was it 35-and-a-half, I think, when it came out? Where do you – I'm not. It's only I think, Tuesday night. I'm not asking you to make a yeah. prediction, but like, no, no. Right, I think right 35 and a half. You divide that by two. What are we talking about? Uh, 17 and a half, 18, 18 to 15, something like that in there. Or was my math off? 18, 18. God dang it, man. I, I you know, don't mess with the street. I'd go under. Yeah, I think I, I would think too. One of the, I think it's going to be like 24 to nine, 24 to 10. And whether that's Iowa or Iowa State right now, I don't know. I really don't. I'm not being coy. I picked Iowa in the preseason, but I thought it was close. And I used to say, whenever I think Iowa and Iowa State is going to be close and the game is played in Ames, I'm going to take Iowa State. This year I did not do that because of the, you know, the things that we had heard all summer that may happen to Iowa State's uh, team with some guys being withheld. Um, your quarterbacks withheld, Jarrell Brock's withheld. Um, unfortunately, Jake Remsburg got caught up in some bullshit too, which I think is crap. But anyway, I digress. I just think, I think quarterback he'll be back play, midway. Right. I think quarterback plays is, and I know this is hardly freaking me going out on a limb, but I really think when you're talking about Rocco Beck going up against that defensive front that Phil Parker's going to throw out, even though they're not last year. But then the equalizer is, is Cade McNamara is not 100%. And it will not surprise me one bit if we see Deacon Hill playing significant snaps in this game because well, that's terrifying if you're Iowa. Oh, because Iowa yes. State's defense is legit. I don't know about the offense, but that Iowa State defense right. is—they're live. Like, yeah, yeah. So to me, I, I, to me, Chris, honestly, and this is a no play for me. I would not play this game unless I was forced to. Like, you're sit forced back to and enjoy it and hope your team wins. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to play it. Not going. I've got. I've got all my all my wagers for this coming week already set, and none of them have the Iowa Iowa State game in it. Typically, I'd say Iowa take the under, and the under may still hit, but I'm I not going to spend money on it. For the under is 14 and four in the last 18. I thought I read in this game with Iowa or this game. No, this game. The under. Oh, I'm surprised it's not like 16 and two. 
I mean, there's been some ugly sticks in this in this series. The old Steel Jance game, and, man. Uh, yeah, Steel freaking Jance. Uh, I re- recall that one. Iowa icon. Very difficult sound offs through the years of the Iowa Iowa State. I mean, I would sometimes almost like I didn't throw up, but it would it was so much. And back then, I had a my my entire livelihood was riding on Iowa winning football games, which was a shitty way to live life, honestly. Um, that Iowa try, State game. Would try having your football. livelihood being on Iowa State winning football games. Props. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're right. You're you're made of, you're made of something tougher than me. But you know what? It's this year, this game, all the previous years do not matter. When they settle in to kick the ball, Donald Trump does not matter. None of it matters. Um, it's just going to come down to the quarterback play and which team uh, doesn't choke. I, I actually kind of feel like one of these teams is going to lose this game. Hmm. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, which was weird because Iowa State did everything it could to lose the game last year. Absolutely, you did. It's unbelievable. The goal line, you know, the never really seen anything like it. They had no business winning that game, and they'd go on that 99 yard drive at the end. Yeah, they deserved it. They deserved to win that game. Yeah, they earned it in that way. You're right. Right. Who would have thought? Like, what's funny is that, that that drive, it won't be considered iconic because of how bad the season went. Right, right. It was definitely the highlight of last year. Uh, but then, like, that Deckers is the guy who leads you on it and Gyro Brock and, like, just wild. Yeah, I cap it off for me. I left Jack Trice last Saturday really encouraged about the year, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they beat Iowa, but I, I think Iowa State's a bull team where I didn't know I that think they w- going into it. I right. think they are. And maybe that's just I, I, six. I don't know, but I, I think they're a bull team. That defense is loaded. The, the the culture and tradition that Matt Campbell has there on defense, um, you know, and he wants to get special teams in the offense on the side too. That defense is legit. They play so well. They play connected, typically from year to year. Um, this is a, an opponent that has been a bit of a struggle for them because it has seemed like Matt has wanted to just go play phone booth football with mm-hmm. Kirk. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt that that was a bad idea totally because agree. Kirk invented the shit. But um, I, I just am not confident that Cade McNamara is going to play the majority of the snaps in this game. And if he doesn't, um, I was I was in deep trouble. Iowa will have to win a game the way that Iowa State won last year, which now I'm talking myself into absolutely I'm going to get down on this game and I'm taking the under and I'm going to hammer it hard. <laughs> Heard it here. All right, brother. This was fun. We'll be back next week. People have been wanting us to come back. and we'll, We're going to do mostly football, but we'll do a lot of fun stuff too. We will. We will. Good to see you, man. Take care. You too. He's John Miller. My name's Chris Williams. Thanks for watching. If you watched on the YouTube stream and uh, two guys named Chris coming up on Thursday, we've got firmly entrenched and we've also got legends and listeners to hook full week for you here on Iowa everywhere. Iowa everywhere.